Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australians, welcome to another episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan, just my your core partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, how you doing? Tired. <laughs> we were just talking about how our Christmases went, and yeah, um, we had a uh, let's just say a lot a lot of places I was supposed to be at got got canceled because people got tested positive or uh-huh. had exposure. Yeah. And I'm like checking Instagram this morning and like four or five people I know were like, I got tested positive. Uh, oh my God. So, um, yeah, just be careful out there. I, I've been working so much that staying at home actually felt nice. Like I, I bought a bottle of wine. that was supposed to bring over to Philippe's. I, just op- <laughs> I opened that uh-huh. and then I was like, Oh, the all Japan judo championships are on TV. And I was watching it on, on my couch and having a bottle of wine and I made some, um, Japanese pork stew with mm-hmm. daikon radish and it's for those who live in la it's been kind of cold so having this warm <laughs> stew nice bottle of wine watching high level judo oh, was like amazing it's, it's, hold on it's real cold it is real cold yeah. out here in la i'm talking about like just la cold like it's in the 40s okay it's like 46 or 47 it's <laughs> meanwhile very people are like it's snowing in seattle and stuff so <laughs> <laughs> it's raining los angeles come on <laughs> yes yeah, pretty it was pretty bad it was a, it was a good time to stay home and just have a blanket on the couch and watch some judo mm-hmm. yep. so as you guys can see today i'm from a secure location again happy new year this episode should be coming out on new year's eve i believe i think this episode's gonna come out and i know the last episode i said oh it's gonna come out christmas day no i know i was wrong okay i messed up all right but this episode should be coming out on new year's eve so happy new year's everybody i know i messed up on this i know here it is on the side <laughs> I looked it up afterwards. It's New Year's. It's Happy New Year, not New Year's. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. that. I, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't know that. I'm, t- I'm lazy sometimes. I always <laughs> double check, try to triple check stuff to make sure it doesn't so it looks wrong. But I, I know I messed up. All right. Don't give me shit about this. <laughs> all right. I'm wishing everybody a Happy New Year. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I, I was pretty cool. Like, we made tamales here at my house. We had something unwrapped. You know how Latinos are. But. <laughs> <laughs> Actually spent my Christmas Eve with Anthony at the dojo. Yep. yep. We had some beers and had some uh Japanese snacks Next. with some friends. Yep. So that was pretty uh, nice. Yeah, only like what four people showed up to practice. So we're like, ah, eh, whatever. It was just I think only one person actually showed up to practice. <laughs> four people showed That's up true. only one person getting to practice. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to practice. But no one should, but I not brought my, Hey, I brought my judo gi too, but none of those guys were my size. So, <laughs> all right. So that was pretty cool. So Anthony, you mentioned that you were watching the all Japan tournament. I didn't know that was going on. I didn't realize it. How was it since you're watching? So I didn't realize too, because usually it's uh, earlier in the year. It's not in December, especially not in, the, in Japan is a day after Christmas. So it's, especially mm-hmm. it's not then, but I'm sure because of COVID and everything or how to shift all the tournaments around. Um, so I was, it showed up, I'm subscribed to the All Japan Judo Federation YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So it showed up on my feed. I was like, it's live streaming now. So I was watching it, but I was disappointed because, well, I was disappointed the previous year because um, they only show the f- beginning matches, like the first uh, up to rounds of the round of three mm-hmm. um, on the YouTube online. Mm-hmm. The round, the round of fives and beyond that, 
is on NHK BS One Broadcast Satellite One. So it's a Japanese hey, TV it's channel. It's not BS. It's not BS. Okay, it's a very good channel. It's not BS. Don't be mean to it. If you ever travel to Japan, you'll notice that at the hotel, the the television remote controls will say BS One, and then like there's another thing, but it's basically broadcast satellite. Um, so luckily, my mom for Christmas last year bought me. Um, let's just call it a streaming box and it, and it has access to television channels from Japan, Korea, Hong Kong, India, everything. So mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I can just go to my TV and start watching the, the, the final block basically. Yeah. So I was able to swap to that, but I was sharing the YouTube channel with a bunch of beginners in our class. So they, I guess they're shit out of luck. They can, they can't watch the, <laughs> the final block. So yeah, I want no COVID in my house. So you guys motherfuckers stay outside. You could just put the TV outside, you know, just watch it. <laughs> yeah. So at, maybe at two in the morning. Yeah. Maybe next time if, uh, I know ahead of time when, when it is again, I can like host a little watch party here and we can have everyone come over and watch. So mm-hmm. it, it was amazing. Um, I, I just found it really interesting that they actually were calling Yuko. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. that earlier, but yeah. I don't think it had any, um, I'm trying to put this in account. I don't think it had any impact on the rules that much the way we mm-hmm. thought it was. Cause their Yukos are what I would think were Kokas. Mm-hmm. And then they're still calling the IJF Yukos like Wazaris. So it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't really affect anything, you know? Yeah. So throws that where they land on their butts or they um or they land in on their front side, like on, on their they land in front and on their mm-hmm. arm like this. They call it those Yukos when I think it's Kokas. Um and then like the IJF ones are still Wazari. So I don't think it mattered unless there were a few matches where they called Yukos and it decided to match in golden score. Well, okay. I was going to ask you, did the, them calling Yukos at all affect any of the matches? A few before, of them, yes. Okay, before golden score, did they affect them or did they only affect after when they went into golden score? I didn't see any matches where they had to count the Yukos, like Wazari, Wazari and count the Yukos. Uh, I didn't see any that was that way. Um, but there was golden scores, people going to golden score tied, and then the Yuko decided the match. Decided yeah. win. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So was there anything that, else interesting happened during the tournament? There's no I, I'm just finding it interesting that they call Yukos, but then there's no leg wraps. Because I know for a while, I think some I think they probably stopped doing that, but I think some Kodakon tournaments, mm-hmm. they actually did leg wraps, but I think that they put a stop to that. Um my first initial thought was like they're doing the red and white sash uh, mm-hmm. thing again instead of no, they, having they always they always do it in Japan. So that, let, yeah, let me give you context. So um, okay, I, I'm trying I'm trying to find the post. So basically, a few years ago at the Kodokan Cup, I thought it was all Japan, but it was actually a Kodokan Cup. There was a controversy with a ref a referee call, and if you watch the video, it's hard. I don't blame the ref. It was like a really messy situation mm, and they made okay. the wrong call mm-hmm. but it was one of those situations in Nawaza where you can't take it back because the gallery lost his position from the pin mm-hmm. so then they had a review and in the end they gave well at first one person won but it was kind of like with an asterisk because it was a really messed up situation mm-hmm. so at the end after the review they gave both of them that year the gold medal for <laughs> 
And then afterwards, they like they apologized. They said we're going to review our referee process, and they added Mm -hmm. all these other things. And and they're saying we're also going to do blue judo geese from now on. Mm-hmm. For, and I was like, wow, that's a big change because it's Japan. Blue judo gi is like a no, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I went back and read the post because it was from a year, few years ago. And then it says like basically the Kodokan Cup and the All Japan Judo Championship with the weight classes. Because the one that I'm watching yesterday, they're the mm-hmm. All Japan Judo Championships with, without weight classes, open weight. So mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of small judokas throwing big judokas. Um, so this one doesn't have the blue key rules, but in the future, when you, when they host the, the weight class, maybe, maybe a pass rate, but the weight class versions are supposed to have the blue judo gi. So we'll see. Ah, oh, interesting. Um, okay. Speaking of which I pulled the explanation up cause I, I was kind of confused all the tournaments with similar names. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I read the kanji. I don't read the, the English name, but um, the Kodokan cup is B level. The a squad world championship team or Olympic team isn't allowed to participate in the Kodokan cup because it's B level. Mm-hmm. The people fight for a place in the national team and for international participation. There are two all Japan judo championships. One is open weight and one is with weight classes. And then obviously there's like the female and the, the male version. Yeah. Here, here all the top athletes compete and it basically is the national championship with the open weight cup being some kind of, the search for the strongest judoka in Japan. So yeah. when you win all Japan, it's like you're the strongest judoka in Japan because it's open weight. Yeah. The all Japan weight class championship is held in the beginning of April in Fukuoka and the all Japan judo championships is held in the end of April in Tokyo. So that, that answers my question. It was supposed to be end of April and now it's like December. Yeah. So there's a weight class championship and then there's the all Japan championships and then there's the Kodokan cup. Mm-hmm. So and I think the Kodokan Cup is, uh, there are some like divisions too. I don't remember because I remember seeing a team tournament format or something. But um, that was by a, a Reddit user that explained it to me called um, German Jones. So thank you for the explanation. Thank you, Jones. German Jones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's another interesting thing is while I was watching it on YouTube, they had, yeah. the, in, they had the English names there and everything. And, um, but there's no Yuko on the scoreboard, like the, the scoreboard on the screen. There was no Yuko. Mm-hmm. When I swapped to the Japanese television, they had Yuko on the scoreboard. Hmm. Like in kanji, I don't, if you watch it, there's like, I, if you watch my Instagram story, I actually took a picture of the scoreboard. You actually saw yeah. Wazari, uh, Shido and, um, Yuko. Mm-hmm. So, that was another interesting thing. Also, the coverage in Japanese television is much better. Um, of course. Yeah. They actually showed like the weight classes because I'm like, damn, that guy looks pretty heavy compared to that guy. <laughs> I wonder what the difference is. And some of them were like 85, 90 pounds difference. And I'm like, holy uh-huh. crap, that guy just threw someone that was 90 pounds heavier than him. <laughs> you should take that when you get some of the smaller people. It's like, oh, I'm not sure if you're going to work for me. Watch this video right here. So some of the beginners that... Uh, talk to me in our class actually talked about, Oh, what, as a small judoka, what should I do? And I was like, don't, I mean, you, you should throw. still learn all every, th- every throw as a beginner, but mm-hmm. these are the throws that would usually work better as a shorter person, smaller person. But I told them key thing is like the grips and movement. And then a mm-hmm. lot of them were like, yeah, notice what they're doing. It's very different. So. Mm-hmm. All right. That's pretty interesting. 
So another news update we're going to have is that a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how American judo is trying to do these new uh, systems and styles and how USA judo at the last, um, was what term the last national tournament decided to yeah. bring in uh, judo grappling. Oh God, what was submission the grappling? Oh, judo submission grappling. And we actually yeah. had a, one of our yeah, listeners. You said grappling, grappling, grappling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grappling, grappling, grappling. Submission, submission, submission. Oh my God, it reminds me of a story of one of our members that didn't understand that MMA meant mixed martial arts. They thought the MMA just meant style. No, 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 it was opposite. They meant that they thought grappling meant MMA. And didn't understand mm. that grappling means everything. Were you there that day? Were you no, there that I wasn't day? There. I was yelling at him. Okay, no, I was very, no. I wasn't yelling, but it was getting really annoying after a while. I was like, no, no. Was it a certain grappling. Georgian? Was it a certain Georgian Shudoka we're talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I know who it exactly. is. He's the only exactly. person I know that would argue with you about that. So <laughs> yeah. So uh judo submission grappling tournament, they added this little division. And we actually had one of our uh, listeners contact us about it because they competed in it. And I know you got to talk with them. So what did you yeah. learn from your conversation? So there's some stuff I'll keep off record that we talked about, <laughs> but um, I'll just give a summary of what he said. Um, I asked him how the tournament was run, what the participation was like. So, and in fact, um, I'm, I'm surprised that it didn't click with me because we, we actually interviewed Tabron a while ago, Tabron Lee from Hollywood mm-hmm. Pal, um, the, yeah, yeah. the P3 program, the police. Oh, is this you know? similar to hit? Is this very similar? So to he, he, he was talking this about? is this is he talked about running a different rule sets in the interview. I don't know if we, yeah. we had that off record or whether that was. Um, no, I, oh man, because we had it. We had to talk after the, we stopped recording, so I yeah, don't remember yeah. if we talked about during then or I don't know if he was trying to keep it a secret then. But um, so he this is his thing. He actually is working with USA Judo. He was running that that division, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, Tabor is an awesome guy. Like he." he has this like vision for judo and also um he said that it was run really well uh but there was only around 30 people who signed up mm-hmm. which i think is still pretty good but just to give you a rough idea he, he they try to match you by rank and weight class but he fought mm-hmm. like a he fought like another black belt i think that was like 60 or 50 years old and he's like 30. so there there's that problem like not enough mm-hmm. people but he said overall is fine. Um, the refs didn't like the refs are pretty open about the rules. So mm-hmm. there wasn't like Shido and like, like basically there weren't any controversial calls. Everyone he talked to had fun at the tournament, but they wish it was more judo. Just like things we said, like it wasn't really didn't feel like judo, you know. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel the urgency to get an Epon and you, it kind of felt more like BJJ where slow paced and everything. Cause mm-hmm. one thing I, I talked to him about was um, Matt, by the way, thank you for taking my call. One thing I talked about was asking him, do you felt like the urgency to be aggressive, like in judo? Cause in judo, you're like, okay, I better not mess up because this match can end in a second with an Epon or it can last like 20 minutes. And he was like, no, we didn't feel that because you get, you get two chances to get you pawned. So you don't, you're, mm-hmm. you're always like, okay, I can come back. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus judo. It feels like instant death. You can have, like yeah. a, you can like literally die basically. Well, not literally, <laughs> but um, so they felt like it needs to feel more like judo, but there was a lot of BJJ competitors there. And uh, one thing that, also, I want to make note of this because we talked about how it's like it potentially just to raise more money is that they didn't charge anyone to sign up for this. Oh, okay. Division. So it was free. It was free. First time it was free. free. That's how they hook you. Yes. It was free. Um, 
they did mess up. But, oh, okay. I don't think I don't want to say things I don't remember correctly in case I was wrong. But I think mm. I think they didn't they did not mess up on their on the brackets. But maybe they're talking about hosting more of these tournaments and uh, eventually making them worth points. Mm-hmm. And then me and Matt were just saying like, "Hey, like, how is that going to work?" Because this isn't judo right now, like we said. Yeah, if it's worth points, it's going to be controversial, and a lot of people are going to be unhappy about that. So well, it's one of th- it's one of the things where we talked about before that I I enjoy all these different judo systems. People trying to promote judo and try to figure out ways to make judo more popular, and making this system right here worth points. So you get points, you qualify to get a national team, and you go internationally. If you're focusing so much on this different judo system that we're only doing here in the U.S., and it's like it's the whole reason why I don't like teaching white belt arm bars because I don't like white belts getting used to arm bars. Go to a tournament do an arm bar to somebody and get Hanso Kamake and you mm-hmm. just lost your money for the day. So if you're going to focus on this style of judo, judo, uh, judo submission grappling, you focus on this, you become really good at it, you get points, you get on a national team. As soon as you go to Europe or Asia to do an international tournament, you're going to get shielded. I feel mm-hmm. like you're just, yeah. you're setting people up for failure. And it's yeah. one of the things <laughs> I talked about before. It's just, I don't want people to get set up for failure because I don't want us to send people out there and look, oh, the Americans are so stupid. The Americans can't do proper judo. They're doing this grappling or BJ or wrestling. They're going to call it instead. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they, they definitely have to change rules to be more like judo and to mm-hmm. even consider be worth in points. But um, mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to host more of this. So right. the other, the other problem is it's always held at the end of the day at the end of the mm-hmm. tournament. So a lot of people were tired and, you know, of like, so yeah, I, I think that's going to be an issue too, that they'll have to resolve. Um, oh, and to the people know, this is at the president. I messed up. It wasn't the nationals. It was at the president's cup. Yeah. They held this on the side, Yeah, which is a little bit of a little sad news for us. I want to get out the way right now is that, so me and Anthony were, we were planning to go to the USA nationals this year in May in Reno. As soon as we're talking about this, we're talking to some of our teammates, like we're going to make a trip. We're going to either fly out there or do a big road trip or in a van, maybe or an RV. I don't know what. Uh, one of our other members is like, what do you mean? It's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And it's like, oh, <laughs> I, got a, I got a message that it's actually going to be held in Florida. And I'm like, he, he's going to go. That's why. Yeah, because yeah. he's definitely going. He's one of our guys that competes internationally. He was like, no, it's held yeah. in Florida. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I got my phone out, looked at the schedule. Now, where, where day? What is it? California, California. No, no, no. California. Uh, God damn it. Fort Lauderdale. So this is why, this is why I don't make plans for judo tournaments until like the week, the month before, a couple of weeks before. Yeah. Cause you never know. Well, especially with things right now, how things are changing and certain states yeah. are having regulation. But I thought Nevada was very open with the regulation of having tournaments and allowing stuff to happen. But mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. That's a USA judo thing. They decided to move it to, I think it's going to be a week later now, the 20 something mm-hmm. instead. And it's going to be in Fort, La- Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So Florida, everything goes. Yep. So just have it there. Which so, is sad because now me and Anthony won't be there. Yeah. So one more thing I wanted to say before I forget is mm-hmm. he, Matt also mentioned that leg locks that we talked about were like a gentleman's yeah. agreement. So you basically talk beforehand with the other competitor, like whether you want to do leg locks or not. So it's a very mm-hmm. casual thing and i think if you didn't do it for fun then sure keep doing it right but making it worth points and it's going to be like that kind of structure then you're gonna to have to tighten things up a lot otherwise you're gonna see a lot of people say like well i didn't agree to like locks like 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of stuff happened when, when you have stakes on the table. So heading gritted leg locks. I'm losing a match. Screw it. Knee bar. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hook. Sorry, man. He just went pop. Yeah. But thank you. Uh, thank you again, Matt. I'm glad you, you, you told me that you listen to our podcast and you like, like it a lot. So thanks for spending the time talking to me. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate the support and we appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So another thing about fan helping us out is that in that same episode, uh, last episode, we talked about the American judo system and that's yeah. Jimmy Pedro and the Travis Stevens. Part of me kind of wish we recorded like a week before after <clears throat> a week after, after. It, was, it was literally after we recorded we heard about the this news that we're yeah. about to talk about so yeah <laughs> so now we're doing another episode on it well it's a slide we're just doing some updates right now yeah. it's not all updates guys it's gonna be some other interesting stuff at the end hopefully you'll <laughs> like it <laughs> but okay so i'm gonna give my shout out to 510 judo up in the bay represent all day helping us out here by sending me a message actually he put it out on his own instagram but a message he sent directly to us also is that um Mm-hmm. He got a message from USA Judo stating that next year, and this was something that some people may know or may not know that next year, USA Judo is raising their rates from $75 to $100. So your monthly USA, your yearly monthly year, oh, I say monthly key for your yearly dues to USA Judo for insurance and tournaments and all that will go from $75 right now to $100. But what they're kicking into it, what they're going to add, give you a little incentive right there, is that they're doing a partnership with American Judo System, the Jimmy Pedro, Travis Stevens system they've been, been putting out there. Now, I don't know how much of the system you're going to get to look at. If you're going to get all the videos, all the text that they have, all their PDFs, all the live streams, because I know that's one thing Anthony's very interested in that he didn't see when he was doing it for that free, for that one month. But you're going to get a great deal. So Anthony, how much was one month of American Jew system cost again? Do you remember? It was like 50 bucks, but then I got it on a discount for 30. They, okay, they were so, having a sale. So I, I mean, the sale was going on for a long time. So I'm just assuming they weren't getting that many people. That's, that's my, uh-huh. so my guess. 50 bucks a month went to 30 bucks mm-hmm. a month. And now I don't know how much kickback is going to be that USA judo is going to give to American Jew system. But so for an extra $25, $25 for one year membership to American Geo system. So I think we do the math for me. So what's 25 divided by 12? Uh, let me <laughs> do that. <laughs> I don't want to get, uh, it's like two bucks a month. Two bucks a month. So you're going to get yeah. American Judo system for two bucks a month. That's crazy. <laughs> This fool right here spent 30 bucks for one month. <laughs> so, hey, I got to got to review it to give you guys content. Um, yep. But let, let me start by, I don't know where he's getting this because one, I didn't get an email from USA Judo. Did you? Well, here's this one thing. Okay, so I'm going to admit, okay, I'm a member of uh, USJA, USGF, USA Judo. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm not competing in any USA Judo tournaments, Mm-hmm. I wasn't a member at that time. It was actually kind of funny because it was that day he sent us the email because I was planning to go to the USA Nationals. I just re-registered early that morning, like at eight or nine o'clock mm-hmm. that same morning, but I never got that email. I didn't get it either. And I don't doubt that they would put an email out there that they didn't believe or didn't really receive. I didn't, I didn't get any emails. I mm-hmm. The last email I got from USA Judo was me paying my membership and my uh, showdown rank. Actually, not even my showdown rank verification got an email. So, 
Um, well, it also could be that it's a coach's email or a, a dojo email. So for us, if I would have gone to yeah, either, but why? If you're going to increase the membership price, then you got to let your members know, not just the coaches. Well, <laughs> no, no. But here's the thing, though, because I've known that the membership was going to go up for a few months now. Philippe told me like maybe two or three months ago that yeah, USA Judo is raising their price to one hundred dollars. That's that's different, though. You still have to let people know. Like that's because you know, but then. How like for example, Scotty is USA Judo. What? Yeah, not Scotty. Um, Peter. Peter's USA Judo, I think. So yeah. he's gonna next year. If I don't tell him next year, he's gonna be like, "What the what the hell? Why is why is everything else? Why is USA JA sixty bucks? And why is this like a hundred? Hey, <laughs> USA Judo. No, here's another thing for you. Then okay, we're gonna get on USA Judo's last right for a second. All right, I love you guys. All right, we're just gonna talk about little little things that annoy us. USA Judo. USA Judo, USJF, and USJ had an agreement. We're supposed to have an agreement, I believe, mm-hmm. where they're all supposed to cost the same. They're all supposed to cost seventy dollars. Okay? Really, I don't think I don't think so. I well, this is what I heard a long time ago. A long this is a long time ago. Okay, oh, before yeah. COVID, this is the before COVID thing that they're all supposed to be seventy dollars. After COVID, after stuff started reopening last year, USA Judo just upped their thing five dollars. They didn't tell nobody that they're going to mm-hmm. be the same price that they that they're going to up. I don't remember getting nothing about that. Not even our head instructor, Philippe, or since the Gary knew about it, just out of nowhere, like, oh, yeah, someone said that USA Judo is now $75. And we looked on the website, like, oh, so yeah. I, now, I got an email. I got an email about the increase. Did you? Then- yeah. So um, about that increase years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I just went on USA Judo's website, doesn't say anything about it. And mm-hmm. I just went logged into the, the membership renewal. And I was like, okay, I'm going to renew now. Still seventy five dollars. So maybe they. Well, yeah, I don't, it's not go up till next year. So yeah, but you would, you, would, you, you Okay, that that's not how they usually announce it though. Like when they announced the seventy, the five dollar increase from seventy mm-hmm. to seventy five, mm-hmm. they mentioned it in the email like a month or two before. Like, hey, right, we're I, next year we're gonna increase it. So if you wanna if you wanna renew, renew now. That's what they said basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I never got that email, or if I did, I may delete it. Not fully reading it. But I remember that. All I remember okay. is it just being out of nowhere. They raised it five dollars after when they were all supposed to be the same price and also working together. Also, but if this is true, if five one zero judo did get this email and is putting mm-hmm. it out there, I don't. I don't think they're lying. I have no reason to think they're lying. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll send him a message there. and ask him. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate you guys helping us out, sending us this information. But this is pretty interesting that Jimmy Pedro is kind of getting what he wanted hooker by crook i'm gonna become the american judo coach whether you like it or not so that's, yeah, it's like, that's interesting yeah um so i i again i don't have a horse in this race because i kind of already talked about it like it's doesn't really affect me because again most of the stuff i think you learn at the dojo anyway mm-hmm. so this is more for, i think this is more for helping usa judo start more clubs and then get more membership fees um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just surprised that they're doing this. Cause like, it's, it makes you wonder what kind of arrangement are they getting is, I mean, five ten if you look at five ten judo's Instagram video, um, Jonah actually talked about it. Like he's, he had the same thoughts as me. Maybe, maybe USA judo. Okay. Confusing. Jimmy Pedro's USA judo, American judo system. <laughs> maybe they're not getting as many members as they, as they thought. So mm-hmm. Maybe this is why their way of growing, like getting a user base. You know how startups in Silicon Valley, they dump money into it at first mm-hmm. to promote growth. Like Uber, Uber was losing money for a long time before they started making money. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're trying to get that that growth and user base bought in before they start like 
booking and profits. No, um, you just get a lot of cheap guys like me to just watch the YouTube channel, you know? Yeah. So in a way, um, for, for me, back to the membership increase first before I forget about this, mm-hmm. you can look at it as I'm being forced to buy a membership program that I don't need. I don't want because I don't want, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for it. Honestly, for my personally, you can look at it as that, or you can just look at it as USA judo increasing the price. And this is like making it easier to stomach and you're getting, and you're also getting something out of it for the people who find it useful. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we talked about and knew for a long time that everyone should increase the membership price. What they do with the money is another story. Cause we think they're wasted the money we're giving them is being wasted. But, um, but we were saying like, you need to charge more. Everyone's been saying that in the judo community, they need to charge more seven, $60, $70 a year is way too low. Um, assuming they market judo, give back to grassroots judo. Like that's a different yes. story, but yes. they should charge more. So in this, we knew the increase was coming because they haven't increased in years and inflation's going up. Everything's going becoming more expensive. So you can look at either way. Either you're getting something out of it from the price increase that was coming anyway, or now you're like the pro- you're being forced to pay for something, and that totally depends on the deal that they had set up with Jimmy Pedro and USA Judo. Mm-hmm. In terms of my hypothesis of what happened, this is my guess: is that Jimmy's probably giving it away for free because it co- come on, it costs him nothing to give away this program to the members for free. There's no there's a fixed cost of setting up the program online and then giving it to people doesn't really cost them anything. Yeah. So he probably has, a, I, I'm guessing he probably has a deal to do that. And in the future, when they do set up like clubs or systems with um, this program, he maybe he has the permission to use the USA judo name. Mm. Yeah. I think that might be an Get arrangement that. that they have. Get that letterhead. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, I'll just use this thing program and just let me use that logo name to advertise and market and everything. So I think uh, Jimmy Pedro is, I mean, like agree or disagree with him. He did a, it's a pretty smart thing to do, especially registering yeah, that USA did. judo. <laughs> he did. Like I said, hook up by crook. He, he got what he wanted. And I, I appreciate it. You know, I respect yeah. that. I have to say, I respect what he did, man. He gangster. Man, that is a, <laughs> that's a gangster shit. He did right there. All right. <laughs> he came in guns a blazing, taking no prisoners. Side thing. If you're actually, if you're in Florida and you're a member of a uh, American judo system, they're going to have a clinic out there. It's a three day clinic. I believe mm-hmm. I got a thing about it this morning. I was reading it. So if you're in Florida, again, Florida doing stuff. So I don't know if it's just a coaching clinic or just a, if it's a teaching clinic, but someone to look into if you're interested in doing it. If you're out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is good. I think because if they, if they, along with the official name of American USA judo and imagine that mm-hmm. that coaching class we were talking about last episode, yeah. if that becomes recognized by USA judo for coaching, then people are going to take it, even though it's expensive as hell. Like, I mean, how, how much did I pay for my coaching clinic? 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, our coaching clinic was 40 bucks. And we mailed like another, what, 80 bucks or 70 bucks to the, to the USJA. Yeah. Something like that. So it comes up to like a hundred and something, right? The Jimmy Pedro coaching thing was like, I think it was close to 300. <laughs> it's a hundred something just for the, just for the clinic. It's like, yeah. So you see how it's like increasing the the value people see of getting out of this stuff it's if if people like start accepting that as the norm 
mm-hmm. kind of like BJJ clinics, they cost that much, even more, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, getting going to a clinic of Jimmy Pedro's caliber in BJJ, like going to like a Hodge Gracie thing, would be like three or five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So, if we can make this more acceptable in judo, then I'm sure people would start seeing more money in the coffer. But um, yeah, in the end, we still need to grab. You need you need another piece of the puzzle. I mean, I went to, I went to Nicholas Gill's clinic. I went to Neil Adam, Neil's Adam clinic actually had a lot of people, but most of them were kids. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think. Were you saying were, like, yeah, you were like doing the very few adults are there. All the yes, adults both the clinics, both clinics. There weren't, well, the Neil's Adam clinic had a lot of people, but most of them were kids. The Nicholas Gill clinic didn't have that much people, but it was a two day clinic. There was like maybe like 20, 30 people, mm-hmm. um, which isn't that much. And, um, Honestly, the Nicholas Gill clinic was worth every penny I paid for it. It was other than the fact that I wasn't allowed to record and I was at the Uke, mm-hmm. so I couldn't, I couldn't see the demonstration really because I was the Uke because I was the only adult other the adult there. in that, yeah, in that room. Um, so I don't think the kids get that much out of it because I don't think if I was a kid, I'd be able to understand any of this crap. Like mm. it's more like, oh, meet this Olympian, like train with him, take pictures of them, get his autograph. Like, it's kind of like that, that thing. Yeah. Um, so we need more adults to learn and go to these clinics. And if you increase the price without people caring about it, <laughs> right now it's not that expensive and people aren't going. So if you make it 300 bucks, how, why would people go? So we you still need, need that other piece of the puzzle, which is increasing the demand. So people would pay That's- this price for it. That's always Even a problem. Though, yeah, it's it's always a problem with you of like how cheap we are. It's like we're we're too humble for our own good. You know, we we yeah. want to be like oh we, we want to be the affordable martial arts. We want people to come and afford afford to come to us. But it's affordable. See, people still don't come. <laughs> yeah, it's affordable. Then people's like oh if oh, judo's forty dollars a month, fifty dollars a month, oh, they must be cheap. That means judo must not be that good. Or see that's yeah, that's, see, that's Jimmy Pedro. That's Jimmy Pedro and uh, Travis Stevens' philosophy is that yeah. there is no other piece of the puzzle. We increase the price, people will come because they see the value in it. So I don't, yeah. I don't agree with that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, if I didn't want to go to the clinic at forty bucks, I'm not going to go to the clinic at three hundred bucks. So, <laughs> I, I'd like to go to the clinic for forty bucks. I don't, if it was, I would definitely go to the clinic for forty. In bucks. fact, like if if the Neil Adams clinic was three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have went. Honestly, like. Really? Seriously, I, I would not have went. Then this this is obviously from after the fact of going and seeing what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Now the Nicholas Gill Clinic, I would have went for three hundred bucks mm-hmm. after seeing it. So, so other some off, clinic, some other one time. Yeah. Okay, so it's a one time thing. Then you would say, yeah. If you have, it's a once in a so if Neil Adams came, his clinic was three hundred dollars. It's a one time mm-hmm. thing. You'd be like, okay. I'll go to once for $300, but if he comes every year or once every four years or four, five years or something like, nah, I'm okay. Good. One is good enough. I only went because I was curious what it was like. I mean, Neil Adams has uploaded stuff on the, on the internet where he's teaching, running a seminar and stuff, mm-hmm. but he was like, those seminars were not in the U S. So if you see their seminars on YouTube, it's very technical, which I like, I like that kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of clinic, but then he didn't do that here. And I think he was teaching to the room. Like, again, most of them were kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So I didn't get much out of it. So I wouldn't pay for it again. But um, Nicholas Gill, I got a lot out of it because he, he just focused on one technique, 
well, one or two mm-hmm. techniques, one stand up, one nawaza. And he went into so much detail on it. So you don't get overloaded. And I actually, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't allowed to record, I got some stuff out of it. Plus mm-hmm. he had a Q and a session afterwards where he was really open about answering a lot of what he did to grow judo in Canada to what it is right now. So I asked a lot of, um, politics and funding and what do you do? And he basically said money, we just threw money at the problem. And, um, he was, they were lucky that they had an Olympic medalist that, um, helped bring more funding into judo Canada. And that helped, um, grow judo in Canada because they had that funding and they were able to ask for more, but here we had multiple Olympic medalists and that didn't help. So yeah, that's not, you didn't throw money at the problem. That's why. (laughs) Well, they were only able to get the money because they have a medalist, but here yeah. they don't. So we had a double gold medalist and that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to her. Yeah. Two time uh, was a two time PFL women's champion. Now she's in a bidding war between Bellator and the UFC. Yeah. So Nick, Nicholas Gill, clinic worth it. Somewhat some other person, I'd, people I'd probably pay three. I'd even pay 500 bucks for is uh, Gosunoda. Mm-hmm. Gosunoda, I would pay 500 bucks for, I would pay for Jane bridge, 500 bucks. Uh, Darcel Yanti, I would pay 500 bucks for that. Like you can't get that level of instruction without living at those countries and being top level athletes, I think. Mm-hmm. So unless they do the same thing that Neil Adams says, like, ah, oh, you guys can't understand it. So <laughs> here's some warm up drills. <laughs> I would teach, uh, let me see the room. Uh, yeah. A bunch of idiots. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to dumb this down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I, that's, that's where I, that's where I disagree with, um, Jimmy Pedro and Travis is that I don't think increasing the price is just gonna, um, automatically make it automatically more. make it more valuable. More people want to sign up when the judo base is shrinking. That means that demand for judo is shrinking already. Mm. Think about basic economics. When the demand for your product or service is shrinking, increasing the price by a lot, I'm not even talking about 10 or 20 bucks, like by hundreds of dollars, people aren't going to be like, Oh, it costs more now. Maybe I should give it a try. Like, no, doesn't <laughs> <laughs> supply and demand doesn't work like that. Yeah. God, it's just this weird thing. And people always say like, how do we advertise judo? It's just, yeah, we advertise through community centers, schools and stuff like that. And it sucks because grappling, well, a BJJ. Okay. BJJ gets free advertisement. Every UFC, every Bellator, every Ryzen, every MMA, uh, any, any MMA federation comes out. They give so much weight to a BJJ belt. Like, oh, they have a BJJ blue belt, BJJ purple belt. Oh, they're a five-time BJJ world champion as a brown belt. Like, the MMA gives so much weight to BJJ. But if someone's a judo player and a good judo player, they're like, oh, yeah, they're on, they're on the national team at this country. Or, oh, yeah, they're black belt in judo. They'll barely mention it or something. It's just us. Oh, it's get BJJ gets so much free publicity and I wish we can get that. I wish yeah. we get that. Even with Kayla Harrison doing super well, they talk about her BJJ, but they don't like, it's like, they don't give weight to it when they talk about yeah. it. It's like, Oh yeah. She's having to be a good fighter. But, exactly. Oh yeah. She's a, she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Ah, whatever. One, one of the logics that they use was like, um, like back to what I said, the more you charge, the more, people will be interested like okay that might work for you jimmy pedro but it's like hey learn learn judo from anthony and juan for 300 bucks an hour like who the fuck are these guys you know like why would i pay through we're to tommy talk what do you mean you want to learn judo from the tommy talk yeah it's like okay we're not i don't have olympic bronze or olympic silver medals to to yeah so they can charge that but we can't right 
Mm-hmm. And um, hey, 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 two-time national champion here. All right. <laughs> yeah, and even like I've been asking beginners. I've been like, do you know who Jimmy Pedro is? Do you know who Travis Stevens is? You know, like, no, I, I don't. So. Like, this is people, (laughs) these are people coming into judo. So how are you going to grow judo to people who don't know about judo? If people training judo don't know who you are. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's always the best free advertisement that I wish we got was just from MMA. Like we we can't do kickboxing. Okay. Because we're not, we're not striking. Okay. Because like even with kickboxing, when you watch Glory or K1, be like, oh, he's a black belt in karate, or he does Dutch kickboxing or Muay Thai kickboxing. So I like just adds names to it. But when it comes to MMA, it's just okay. They're a judo. They're you say they're a judo player, and they're like, okay, whatever. They're a judo player. But then be like, oh, he's a sambo player. Oh, that's a little interesting. But I think it's a hard thing for any grappling martial arts. Even with America, with us being a wrestling country, a lot of schools don't have wrestling anymore. You know, like there's a yeah. few of our students that ask me like, Hey, since one, you wrestled, right? It's like, yeah, I wrestled most of my life. It's my first grappling style. I'm like, what do you think of it? It's like, I love wrestling. If your high school has it, you should do it. And I, like most of our students, they don't have, like only one of our students has high school, yeah. has high school wrestling. We had another wrestling. one, but he stopped coming. So yeah, like I started wrestling when I was in elementary school, you know, I, I wrestled in elementary school, middle school and high school. You know, these kids don't even have it anymore. So it's just, it's hard to find places like my buddies that do catch wrestling. It's so mm-hmm. hard to find a good catch wrestling place and yeah. a real catch wrestling place. Cause a lot, a lot of places of don't stuff. say, Oh yeah. yeah, we do catch and you go there and it's just BGJ stuff. Catch will never lay on their back mm-hmm. that long. Catch doesn't do rear naked chokes like that. That's their uh, chokes aren't allowed technically in catch wrestling. That's why your face cranks are so good in yep. catch, but that's a different argument for a different day. I feel, but yeah. Everyone thinks of grappling thing in BJJ. We just need to advertise more grappling, different styles of grappling. Yeah, I think the only judoka that I think most beginners or new people with judo or people that don't train judo that know is Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So I'd be really curious if they brought Ronda back and like, or if she agreed to. This is like fantasy. It's not going to happen because she's making so much <laughs> money doing something else. But if mm-hmm. they were like, okay, American judo system, learn judo with Ronda Rousey or have Ronda Rousey do a clinic like a two-day clinic like and charge like 300 bucks for it i wonder how oh, the number she definitely yeah. charged she definitely charged more than 300 she'd be like a 500 That's, or something yeah so let's see how many that would be an interesting experiment if if mm-hmm. they met for unlikely event that that happens so it'll be interesting to see because that would be a good indicator of hey you just need to market better right mm-hmm. if if someone yeah. Yeah. someone average knows your name that to that extent and they're willing to come pay 300 bucks for this, then it will work. You just have to market better. Mm-hmm. But so that's a very interesting thing. It might be happening next year. You say judo. I've heard there's no confirmation yet. I don't know if I get an email afterwards. By the time this video comes out, there might be one. It's going to raise the price of $100. And it looks like you're going to get the American judo system with it, which I think would be a good deal. If it's $2 a month, you get all the videos, all the texts, everything. And if they still do those live events that Anthony really wanted to go to, but yeah. you get to go to, That'd be fantastic. If they fix those issues I talked about earlier yeah. and they add like an Ushimata thing <laughs> or like basically the the live classes, if they have mm-hmm. that and um, the private Facebook group, because yeah. <laughs> if they have stuff like that, then um, uh-huh. I would I wouldn't mind paying for USA Judo. If I had to pick beneath uh, between the three, the 60, 70 and then the hundred dollar one from three, I paid a hundred dollar one. No questions mm-hmm. asked, though. I'd still have to pay 
USJA because that's what the clo- my coaching clinic is until it expires. When it expires in 2023, I'll see what happens then because I kind of don't want to give my money to USJA. Well, I don't want to hey, give my money if, to any of these three organizations. If but, they yeah. do a clinic here in California, I would love to go to it. Okay. Like yeah. I said, they're going to have one in Florida. If they have one in California, I enjoy going to clinics. I just haven't been able to go to one in a while because I've been busy with stuff. And, you know, yeah. we have COVID. But hey, they have clinic out here. I'd love to go to it. All right. So let's move on to another topic. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about this. Go something happier. So this is a little interesting thing right here. So it's the end of the year. So most places give like end of the year awards, end of the year trophies and stuff. And the IGF is no different. So the IGF did these end of the year awards. They posted it on their Facebook, their Instagram, and um, on the website itself. Mm-hmm. So me and Anthony, we're going to go through the topics that we think were interesting. And let's go for the first one. So what do you want to go through? What do you want to do? Men of the year or female judo player of the year? Which one first? Oh, ladies first. All right, so let's go to female judo player of the year. So, Anthony, who was the IGF female judo player of the year? Uh, this year, Krasniki. Okay. Kosovo. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. well-deserved. Like, she, she was doing great. <laughs> no, she did really well. Yeah. She did really well. Uh, did she place it? Th- did she get... She got... What did she get the Olympics? Bronze? Yeah, I want to yeah. say she got bronze. I can't remember. Top. I should have wrote this down and stuff, but yeah, I've already said my own picks personally. But I'm totally so up now. She did really well. Kosovo oh, no, coming up. She was gold, gold medal. Yeah, did she? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Then that was she fought. She she was in the sixty uh, forty eight minus forty eight lightest category. Yeah, yeah. Who did she fight? Um, in the finals, then who was it? Oh. This, uh, I was so disappointed in the Olympics that I kind of like blocked it out. But <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay, but you no, know, it's really good for someone from Kosovo getting that far. They've really that whole country's been coming up, and we're actually going to talk about their coach later. But Funa, so Funa, oh, Funa Tsunaki. That's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Who was so? Who was your female player of the year? Uh hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm biased, and I love Krista Duchi, mm-hmm. so I would pick her. But um. Honestly, again, it would be Mungbat. That's me. Oh, Mungbat. Okay. Mungbat. We talked about her all the time. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like, oh, you won gold once, like judo player of the year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she won, but this year she took bronze in the world championships, mm-hmm. and then she took bronze in the Olympics. Also, yeah. yeah but she it's kind of it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like MVP. You know, in a lot of He's leagues, face. I don't know. He's looking it up right now. A lot, a lot, a lot of leagues have. Anthony, did you freeze? Uh, no, I think it was you. Okay, let's continue. We're, we both froze. Okay, all right. Okay. No, so I think it's Monkbot. It depends on your definition of MVP, right? Like some people mm-hmm. are like MVP is the person that's most consistent or contributed most to the team. It's not always the star player. So mm-hmm. really depends on who you're talking about. But Monkbot's super consistent. Always makes it yeah. to every tournament. Mm-hmm. Competes a lot. Good at both the like ground game and stand up. Tachiwa, she's like the complete. Yeah, she's the complete package. Judoka, that's Mm -hmm. to me is MVP. I don't, I don't know, like by anyone else. Like, like even, even uh, Krista Taguchi and um, what's her name? Like some of the top judokas, they like Daria Blow did. Sometimes they they lose like the first before the final block, right? Mm -hmm. This happened, but Monkba is just like super consistent, always on the final block. Mm-hmm. at her age too like yeah I, th- I think she's MVP for me what about you all right so 
I'm going with an easy one. I'm going to cop out. Tell me like, that. oh, of course he's going to pick her. I'm going to go with Uta Abe. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay I, with that too. I'm always impressed with her judo. I think she has just really good judo, really neat, cool Nawaza. The way that she won the goal with that cool, like mm-hmm. head over wrestling pin thing. That thing's just, that thing's a work of art to me when she gets that thing. That's just nice. She's also the complete package. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think her, like again, her nawaza is really good, the Japanese judokas. Mm-hmm. But I think most women, Japanese women's judokas, um, nawaza are turnover based. Mm-hmm. Versus monkbot is like she'll turn you over, she'll choke you, she'll armbar mm-hmm. you, like that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So, but to me, it's like she goes to the Olympics. She has all the pressure that's on her and her brother because they're they're expected to get gold medals. She competes; they compete on the same day, I believe. Mm-hmm. And her matches before her brothers. She competes first, so she gets all the pressure on her. Boom, wins the pin, gets a gold medal. So at the at one Olympics, she gets a gold medal. And in the team tournament, she got a silver medal. So yeah, you have one Olympics, two medals. That's kind of cool to me. It makes me question like what are the criteria for this this award? Cause I'm like, now that you think about it, if you talk about just accomplishments, then yeah, Uta Abe should be the female player of the year. I think so. Um, she had did really well. Yeah. She had amazing judo. That's that's me. That's me. Like I said, some people are like, of course, one's gonna go the Japanese player. Of course, one's gonna pick her. Of course. But I just like her judo. You can't argue. So you can't. You can't argue with that. If you're talking about, I like just competition results. You can't yeah. argue. To me, it just you go out to win, yeah. and that's what she does. You know, and that's what I like. All right. So those are our picks for this year. Let us know what your guys' picks were. What you guys think about them? All right. So what was the IGF's male judo player of the year? I'm gonna butch the butcher the the pronunciation, but it's uh, Lasha Shadashvili from Georgia. Okay. Yeah. And how, what did he do this year? He competed in the. He's 60, 60 uh, kilos, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, I know we so, talked about this earlier, and both of us were yeah. like, "What did he like?" I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean about this, but it was like, "What did he do?" I don't like. I know his name. But I don't Seven, remember oh, him being 73, like 73, 73 kilos. I don't remember him like doing super crazy good or like have this amazing throw or something. I don't remember that. But yeah, that's what, again, what's, what's the criteria, right? <laughs> he's very supportive. He's not the, he's not that Georgian guy that threw the police officer in Japan. Well, he's got, he's got one uh, gold in world championship. So mm-hmm. yeah. In Hungary, 2021 Hungary, he's he's got gold world championship okay. this year. Um, Olympic, he got silver medal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so he's a I current mean, world champ, current, yeah. current world champion, and got silver medal at the Olympics. All right. I don't know. I think Shohei Ono. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> pound by pound, like how how do you main someone else judoka of the year that's not Shohei Ono? I think I got one. Of, I got one for you. I got one for you. <laughs> I'm going for you. All right. So, okay. So you're, you're judo player of the year. You're saying is Shohei Ono. You can't argue. It's, there's no debate about it. Uh, I mean, he, this guy got gold in world championship just because Shohei Ono didn't show up. <laughs> well, you know how the, the Georgian judoka we're talking about in our dojo knows all the Georgian people. Yeah. yeah. But yeah next yeah. thing I know, this guy's going to show up. To the dojo tomorrow, and be like, I heard you talking about us. <laughs> no, no, it'd be a photo with him, like, hey, I was with my best friend right here. <laughs> We're talking shit about us. Yep, Anthony was. Go get him, Anthony. Have fun. <laughs> oh, God, I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> 
All right, so that's your uh, so that's your male judo player of the year. Okay, yeah. you're you're all you're all Shohei Ono. You're all day show. It's oh, not that right. I'm biased to the Japanese. Like I think mm-hmm. part of them are just like we don't want to make a list that's full of Japanese judokas, basically. Of course, but they're that they're that dominating. They are yeah. like the, so, Japan had a great year this year. They had the they hosted the Olympics. Yeah. They're sending out their best players so they don't look stupid in their own country. You have to remember that they're like sending yeah. their killers out. All right, and that then goes to my judo player of the year. It is Himu. Uh, God, I always say it. Always Hifume say it. Abe is the boy, oh, boy Abe. Hifune. You want to know why I pick why? him? Because that guy got me a six pack of beer. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's uh, a badass player. I like the way he plays. He's another one goes out there and he's not like, I'm going to wait for this perfect thing. Wait for that. He looks what he has and he goes for it. He goes hmm. for the win. If I see it, I'm going to attack it. I'm going to kill it. So he goes to the Olympics. <laughs> wins gold medal okay go to team tournament he gets silver and him and his sister are just like hey we're just here for the party all right we got gold and silver he wins but he's also very technical but he doesn't dominate like like um shohei ono does like all right shohei ono is just like you can see the fear in people's eyes when they fight him (laughs) people don't get scared when they fight he fooled me out well and here's my thing okay because we're gonna talk about this later with my female with my uh player of the year so he beats uh, Moriyama in the tournament. You know, they have that. Hey, hey, t- hey, I beat like with those right. like those he BS beat. rule sets. How long, how long was that match calls. again? Was that like, how long was 20, that match? Like, what? 27 minutes, 25 minutes? 27 minutes. Yeah. 27 minutes. It's a long match. So Moriyama goes to the world championships, wins world championships. Okay. Mm-hmm. So technically, if Abe beat him, to go to the Olympics to get his spot on the team, wouldn't that mean that if he went to the world championships, he would have won also? So if he would have gone himself, I know no. you're mad at me, brother. I know you're getting mad at me. So technically, he could be in one year, he could be this year, the Japanese player to be the world champion, the Olympic champion, and silver and gold medal, silver in the team tournament. Didn't, it, that. didn't we talk about that French girl that did that? Yeah. Won the world we, championship. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that in a little yeah. bit. All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, she sh- maybe she should be player of the year. But um, no. Well, we're just talking about male players. So that's why Abe is my male player of the year. I like the way he fights. Goes not, out there, gets the medal. What you said is not true because you know in that match against Mariyama, they ah. didn't call. They didn't call the rules IJF style. They called whatever the hell they felt like. La 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 la. I'm not <laughs> listening. I'm not la la. la. <laughs> Hey, you're still mad about that. You're all bitter still. Yeah, because uh, it, it was not fair. It was not a fair contest. So it's totally fair. All right. I like Mariama. It's just he waits too long for that beautiful Uchimata. That's he also has to, he also has a really good Yoko Tomoenage. So well now he's going to it now because everybody knows that. So that's a secondary. You know, he's doing yeah. that during the during the world championships. Like everyone's expecting his beautiful Uchimata, so he's going for his Yoko Tomonage instead. He even mentioned it in a interview afterwards when he won the whole thing he said like mm-hmm. i still have a lot of work to do because people are starting to fig- find that find ways to stop my ushimata so i need to mm-hmm. get better that's what he said his yoko's he, nice it's it's yeah. a good throw i like it a lot so as our female player of the year is our male player of the year what was the igf's player of the year did they have that yeah they had single player of the year i think I they did i don't i don't think they did no. Uh, no. Are you sure? I could have swore I saw male, uh, just player of the year. There's a pawn of the year, moment of the year. No. Mm. Yeah, All right. So this, yeah. 
to okay so let's go i want to talk who about the your, coach the coach of the year yeah who is your let's just add it then right now let's add it yeah. so who is your judo player of the year judo player of the year mm-hmm. mm. if you're talking about just like accolades again Shohei ono Oh, again, okay, okay. Pound for pound, he is, like, the best. There is no argument against, like, there's no argument for it. He also... I can make two arguments. One I don't, one I really don't like, I don't want to make because I don't like, but I... Was it because the way he lost the team's tournament? (laughs) (laughs) I can make... (laughs) No, I... Shohei Ono, like, definitely. Um, That's your play of the year, okay. That's your play of the year. Is is he retiring this year? You, You said something about that? That he was become a coach or something? Or is it somebody? No, else? I no, I. Kosei Inouye is retiring. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's because they have they have term limits in their all Japan, their uh, their positions. But um, <laughs> they have term limits. Ah, oh, you done yeah. two terms. Sorry, you gotta get the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. Um, I I'm I'm for term limits. We should do that here. But um, no, if it's accolades, it's so, Shohei Ono. If you're talking about in mm-hmm. general, like overall, I want to say Chris is Gucci. Mm, actually okay. I, I'm trying to not be biased here but honestly it's like I think what she accomplished is pretty impressive like mm-hmm. she took the ban this is not before this is not from this year but she went to another country and she had to wait a long time before she could compete and mm-hmm. she was like thrown away by Japan as like oh you're not good enough for the team basically mm-hmm. and she came back and beat all their players like yeah I think that's pretty impressive and she's that is pretty champion. badass yeah. no it's pretty badass that's pretty cool and I get it. You know, they all have good reasons. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, man. I'm, not, I'm giving yeah. you shit because we're friends and stuff, and I know where you're coming <laughs> from. I know the type of judo you like, so I get yeah. it. I like, you know judo. Judo. I like clean judo. I like the type of judo I like. Yeah. You know, I love clean judo, too. I just try to say I like only ugly judo. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty American player. <laughs> For me, my player of the year, and I always mess up her name, her first name, and her last name. Mm-hmm. Clarice? Clarice? Clarice Abigdenu. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank God you said her name, last name, because I was yeah. going to try. Yes. She is a killer. In one year, let's get this straight, in one year, she goes to World Championships, gets gold. She goes to the Olympics in Japan, faces a Japanese, uh, did she face a Japanese player in her last match? I think she did. I'm not 100% I think that. she did. Faces a Japanese player for gold in Japan, in the Budokan. And guess what? She wins. So she gets gold at the world championships, golden mm-hmm. Olympics. And then at the end of the week competes in the team tournament <laughs> and gets gold there too. This woman is a two-time Olympic gold medalist in one week and a world champion. <laughs> she has three world championships in one year. This woman is badass. All right. That's why my judo player of the year is Clarice. She's, that's just, I, I got to drop the mic right there. That's it. That's it. That's all I, I mean, gotta say. Again, accolade wise, yes, I I, I agree. Um, <laughs> but how do I say this? I think in that weight class, there just isn't the competition. Just isn't there. That you know? high. That they high. Heavier weight that, classes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is in judo. The heavier to get, the less beautiful, spectacular yeah. <clears throat> judo you're gonna and see. The, um, and the and the judoka that. Um, what do you, how do you say it? The the one that dominated before, um, mm-hmm. she's from Slovenia. I think she was like the best in that weight class. Uh, mm-hmm. Tresenjak, Tina Tresenjak, 
Tristan, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. She's like, she's retired after this time. So she's like past her prime. So beating her was like not super impressive to me. So I don't know. I think she's that dominating because there's just not that much competition in the weight class versus like, mm-hmm. think about like, um, other weight classes are always like few people, you know, they're going to battle it out here. You, I don't know anyone that's at her level though. Yeah. But watching her judo, it's very normal judo. I think you don't see anything crazy. So maybe I just don't see it. I'm not saying she's bad, but yeah, that's, so that's my our dojo next. Right, <laughs> Anthony, go get her. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Her, her judo doesn't excite me. Let's just say, put it, put it okay. that way. So, um, that is actually one of the, one of the weight classes where I'm not fam- very familiar with, cause I don't find it interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can totally see. Yeah. That's still impressive. Like winning two Olympic medals and a world championship within the span of two months. That's crazy. That's, so. that's crazy. That's just the training. And then she's preparing for the Olympics in France in three mm-hmm. years. Hopefully she competes then as well. And hope that she does well, you know, cause now she's going to have yeah. the pressure on her of competing in her home country, get it being expected to get gold. And a lot of people I yeah. feel don't understand that, especially if you're a good judo country, mm-hmm. Japan, France, you know, two of the best judo countries in the world. And now you're, you're hosting Olympics one after another. It's mm-hmm. just, that's a lot of pressure to me. That's she's 20, she's 29 right now. So come Paris, she'll be like 32, 33. So, um, yeah. That'll and be, if she does it, hell, hell man, after having a year like this, I might retire already. <laughs> Two time gold Olympics world championship. I'm done. Wipe my hands. I'm out. <laughs> I, I would, I would not be angry. This is the top of the peak right here. Right? This is the pinnacle. Yeah, but it's good to see the level of judo competition around the world. Uh, like we're, we're talking about how Japanese are dominating, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not the same dominating that we saw in the past, like mm-hmm. where it's like France, Japan, Korea. Well, not Korea hey, anymore. But if I want to give a shout out to like, um, uh, okay, let's. Is there um, God, what, what would the category be called? Like most improved or underdog? underdog maybe mm-hmm. is there because i got an idea right now because you're talking about countries that are doing well it feels like this would the igf have what were their other categories that they give awards for uh a pawn of the year male judoka female judoka moment of the year rising star just rising star rising star okay let's do rising star okay that probably goes with it all right so what was the igf's rising star this year uh from georgia too uh Ilya Sulamandis. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he won one of the bronze medals in the men's 100 kg event in the world championship. Ooh. Yeah. It's a big boy then, rising yeah. star right there. They're, they're expecting him to take over um, Teddy Reiner's spot then, I guess. Yeah. Or uh, the 100 kilo was uh, um, Lepartigliani was, he's past his prime now, but he was like the top person in that weight class before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who is your rising star this year? Who are you impressed with this year? Rising star. It has to be someone from Canada, honestly. Like I, really? I don't I'm gonna get lost for it. I don't like uh Klim, <laughs> Klim K's uh 
especially Christians. So, so, we're, so we're seeing Christian tomorrow. If he shows up. But this <laughs> yeah. would, actually, this would be in the future. We would have seen him already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, hey, uh, Christian, this is a shout out for you. All right. You better get the dojo. I don't like the dojo. No, make you look stupid. There's that. There's actually like people on Reddit actually really like Lim K. There's some Canadians, French Canadians that really could, like her. Yeah. I can see she did well. You know, she fought for her spot. They gave it to her, you know, like I say, yeah. any given Sunday. So I get here, it. here's my unbiased view. I don't like her judo. And I uh, think she, it should have been Taguchi, but mm. she was a rising star of the year for me. Mm. Can't, you can't deny her accomplishment there. Okay, I'll yeah, give her that. Yeah. She did. Ver- she took, she won the world championships, right? Won the world championships. Yeah. Uh, Cause Taguchi got knocked out early. And then um, she got bronze in Olympics. Yeah. To me, that's what yeah. sealed her spot. Like, okay, she deserves it. She won the world champions. Like, all right, any given Sunday, you have the tournament of your life. That's your spot. For me, I cannot remember the, not the guy's name right now. But if I tell you who he is, you're going to know who it is. Mm-hmm. The guy that fought for Chinese Taipei, Taiwan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronze, he took bronze, right? Yep. To bronze Olympics, that guy right there impressed the young, shit out. Young Young Wei, Young Young Wei. That guy impressed yeah. the shit out of me. You know, yeah. Taiwan is not known as a his, big judo. Co- yeah, his yeah, judo is really clean country, too. But like you said, he's been training Japan a whole lot. He's improving. He's doing what he needs to become a good judo player. And look where that got him. You know, yeah. look how far he got. That is that that guy. I tip my hat to you, sir. That and guy, despite the, the terrible calls they make against. Them. Like even the, the like the whole Taiwanese team, they get terrible calls. Yeah, I don't know. I think this guy right here might be a little biased, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Taiwanese, but yeah, um, yeah. That when he won, became a huge deal. Like I play video games with some people from Taiwan, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's it's uh, I, I know that guy. They're talking about him over all over the news right now." And yeah, yeah, he did amazing. He did great. So that's going to help grow the sport there. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the coach. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So that's our upcoming judo players a year. So yeah, let's go to a coach. I really, I didn't pick a coach out, but just to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I got a point. I got some good points of why he's coach of the year. Mm-hmm. So it was the, what was his name? I didn't. Um, Triton Kuka from Kosovo. From Kosovo. Yeah. So he's coach of the year and I totally understand how he's coach of the year. I yeah. like looking up, he takes a country that's good judo players. Like they're not like super known for judo players. He takes a country that's mm-hmm. good judo players goes to the Olympics and Olympic cycle. And of course, Japan's going to be number one. Okay. Japan took uh, 12 titles. France is going to be number two. Okay. The two powerhouse countries, France took, um, I wrote down here, eight, took eight titles. Mm-hmm. Kosovo took two gold medals. Okay. They didn't take a bronze or silver or anything else, but took two gold medals. They came up third out of all the countries in the Olympics. A small country, and- small team. Mm-hmm. It's just like amazing what he's done with them. You know, and yeah, they he no money too in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I know I really want to wait till the day he retires and writes a book about coaching. I would totally buy that. Um, yeah, I would go to watch one of his training sessions or his clinics if I could. Mm-hmm. And I know he talked about in an interview about how he's got offered a lot of money to go teach, go to be a, the coach of another team in another mm-hmm. country, and a he turned it down. Country, yeah. he turned it down. So. No, it's good for him, yeah. you know, have that respect. And I, after he came out, when that came out, I looked at, I was like, you want to know what, 
with like, cause I know he had two gold medalists already. We're like, well, let's see what he just, they just did really well this year. They placed at a lot of tournaments. And I just took, like I said, no, I took my hat off to you, sir. Just a good job. And I also, like, my top of my head, yeah. I don't even know who I would nominate as coach of the year. You know, he's not, it's not just like one offs too. Like, you know, like you get lucky and you get like, oh, this guy's really good. So, um, some countries like think about like one example I can think of is like Moldova has um mm-hmm. Den, uh, Dennis uh Bieru. Like mm-hmm. these countries have like one offs where they're like really good, but he's like two, three, four Jadokas that are like at the really competitive at the national level winning medals. And then now one of them, Kelmendi, Kelmendi retired and they have newer people coming up the pipe and they're showing like really promising, um, promising judo, judo, judo skills too in growth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, whatever he's doing, it's working basically. It's not like a one-off where they have like some supernaturally talented judoka. Not that saying, I'm not saying they're not talented, but for such a small country with limited resources, being able to output this kind of stuff is like, crazy and some people would argue well they live in europe they can just take a two-hour train ride to italy or whatever and train with the team there that's still money for yeah money and time and yeah and it's like you're training yeah. with them but you're not they're not giving you their secrets you know <laughs> like yeah. but that's the whole thing like all good geo players train different countries you know when travis stevens was doing mm-hmm. really well he was talking about how he would always be in japan he would always be yeah. going to japan and traveling or meeting up with eliadis and they were training together you know that's what good judo players do that's just what they go to places yeah. to get better. You know, not everyone one, has Japan or like France mm-hmm. where they can stay in their own country because they know they have the best players or have the money to send them. So, yeah. So I'm really curious what, what, what's the, what's his method? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like Rocky four. That's his method. They're out chopping trees <laughs> down, coming up mountains and stuff. <laughs> so yeah. that was a uh, judo coach of the year. Uh, other big thing was judo moment of the year. So what mm-hmm. was it with the IGF moment? Yeah, for those who watched it, it was um, when in the world championships when Sarah Asahina was fighting his fellow countryman, woman, countrywoman, and she hurt her knee. So she had to forfeit, but she wasn't able to walk off the mat. So she picked her up. Piggyback this is, style. Piggyback style picked her up. And this is like the heavyweight weight class. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I can piggyback someone my weight, you know? <laughs> They're two big ladies. Two big ladies. And she like carried her off the mat and then bowed before she stepped off yeah. like she's supposed to yeah and everything that, properly. yeah bowed that, that went that, yeah. that went viral on the internet for a while at least in the martial arts circle about and that mm-hmm. marketed judo in a very good light about our our respect and culture so yeah respect for each other helping each other out yeah. building a judo fundamentals of Mutual benefit, you know, mm-hmm. maximum efficiency, mutual benefit. I help you out. You help me out. You practice. I practice. Yeah. For those who don't know, right there. for those who don't know, Sarah, this is her second world championship and she's, she's doing her residency as a doctor now. So the, the whole time she was training, winning world championships and going to med school, like, yeah, that's freaking insane. <laughs> like, now, now I don't want to get this messed up again. Didn't you tell me that? her dad said this might be her last year because she didn't come practice that's what they said yeah they said okay that that's what they said so we'll we'll see if that, it's a rumor so i don't know if that's true God, i would hate to be one of her patients that's like i'm scared of needles it's just that he puts a nausea in the floor <laughs> boom hit you with the needle or something <laughs> yeah i can't get in the bed it's all right katagruma boom get him right into the bed right there <laughs> it, she kind of reminds me of ruslan from a dojo 
Um, <laughs> really? I'm just like, man, Ruslan, at the very least, you could just suck at judo, you know? <laughs> so, Good at a, judo. I'm he's a, a lawyer. I'm a lawyer, you know, but you want to know what? My passion, I, I want to become a doctor. Ooh, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mother goddamn. Ah. <laughs> But that was like, that was a really good moment. You know, I love that moment too. I saw a lot of people show it to me, send it to me like, oh, it's just judo things. Like, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a big like, mutual benefit. Like I always say, like for most judo places are going to be with cool people. Like, yeah, you might get a place, some not so savory people, but you know, most people are going to be good people for the most part. And it just shows the heart and the kindness of judo. Yeah. I, I was saying before I forget, forgot again, because we, we kind of disconnected, but um. I'm glad that we know that Japan is dominating, but it's mm-hmm. it's dominating despite the level of judo around the world has increased, except for America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's um, decreasing right now. But um, Japan was dominating even as level increased, so it just shows how they like elevate themselves even higher. Mm-hmm. So the game has definitely changed in terms of the rule sets and the meta and um, the game in general. <laughs> But still, I think overall judo's level has just like went way up. Um, grip fighting, st- controversial, debatable, but um, overall the throws, the movement, the speed, the tactics, everything is just like higher level now. And it just makes you appreciate it more that how some of these people are still dominating so much when the levels increased. Usually... Um, you'll just see every, different people win because they've already, everyone's on that level. Cause you can't, it's hard to go that much higher once you've like mm-hmm. got that high. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the sport goes from here. Yeah. It's always be interesting to see where it happens. Like I said, in three years, France has to host the Olympics to see how France does. If they thought mm-hmm. that, if they thought that was pressure being a good judo country, not fighting in the judo country was now let's see how you're going to fight in your own homeland and you're expected to win gold again you know yeah let's see how it happens so that was the igf's judo players of the year moments of the year coaches of the year and then our thoughts and who what we thought should get those awards also so anthony do you have any aspirations or resolutions you're going to make for next year for judo or even our channel yeah so why, why don't we let's start with our aspirations and we can talk about what we thought our thoughts on the channel and our judo this past year but i my resolution so far is to start competing again um Mm -hmm. my knee's been starting to feel better uh i still have some bad days especially with the weather raining and being cold but Mm -hmm. i think i'm at the point where i can start competing at some smaller tournaments um Mm -hmm. it'll be my first tournament as a black belt um which doesn't really matter because i've been when i was brown belt i was fighting black belts anyway Mm -hmm. but it'll be different um yeah and then hopefully if i my knee feels good enough and um covid and uh work schedule permits i'll travel to maybe not florida <laughs> but yeah <laughs> like a bigger tournament let's just say i'm not gonna say nationals let's just say a bigger tournament like not uh-huh. a small local one like a big tournament assuming well, tournaments come back in california um mm-hmm. but i i really need to start prepping um because i've been when i do randori and also Mokshia at our dojo i've been fighting in a way to prevent injury mm-hmm. so it's really conservative and i need a i need to change my mindset back to the aggressive attacking more like with higher chances of injury but it's right what i'm doing right now will not work i, I can't go in a tournament like this because this is the way i've been training for two years mm-hmm. and 
I need to readjust the way I train. So that's, that's my resolution is to get back to the way I was fighting before. Mm -hmm. Huh? That was my resolution hmm. to whoop more ass, take more names. <laughs> nah, it's, thing, it's, it's pretty much the same as you. It's like, I want to compete again. I love competing. That's when they're like, I'm turning 40 next year. Okay. Am mm -hmm. I really good? I like competing at least twice, sometimes three times a year. My goal before COVID even happened was to actually do some catch wrestling tournaments and maybe even do a BGJ tournament as a white belt or blue mm -hmm. belt, depending on what level they let me do it as. But with the way COVID things are, it's just I just can't take a chance with my work. As most people know, I'm a working actor here in Los Angeles and we get tested every day before we work, we get yeah. tested. And every day we work, we get tested. And if you come up negative test, you can't work and you get an automatic, an auto, it was an automatic two week suspension from whatever set you're on and stuff mm -hmm. for a production company. So I want to compete. I want to do this stuff and I wish I can, but how things go, it's all this matters. Like we were talking before, we were planning to go to the USA nationals when it was up in mm -hmm. Reno. I was like, that's not too far. Like, I don't know how long the flight is like maybe two hour flight or something. It's probably two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Two hour flight or whatever, an eight hour drive, make a little road trip of it. But now it's in Florida. I'm like, I don't know about Florida. Yeah. Um, I know out here, since we're part of the NACA and stuff, we hear what's going on with NACA. Last year, they were, well, this current year, they were talking about having the Winter Nationals in, um, Re not Reno, <laughs> in Vegas. And before I was like, I'm not sure about how Vegas is, but I'm getting itchy. I really am mm -hmm. getting itchy to compete. So I was like, oh, man, Vegas, I, maybe, I might go to Vegas now. Even with Texas, it's not that far of a drive. Maybe I could drive to Texas. We have something out there, but. Florida just seems so far, even for a drive or a flight, just, ah, just so far for me. So my goal is just to come start competing again. And I have to start maybe learning some new things for coaching mm -hmm. because that's what I develop more now as I'm getting older to become a better coach to help people more. And I want to develop more my system of Nogi judo. So I'm actually planning on putting out some, I already made the system, made one series of videos with Catch Wrestling Alliance. It's available on their websites, on their system there for buy, I believe it is. They can buy us there. But I'm thinking about how I already do the, the once a week Uchikomi videos that you can mm -hmm. work on your own. Well, I'm going to start adding something to it. I'm going to start adding maybe a once a week no gi technique you can do. Because there's tons of gi techniques out there, you know. I can only yeah. teach you how to do Taitoshi my way so many times, but there's yeah. not a whole lot of people that talk about judo techniques with no gi, uh, whether it's with rash guards or without rash guards. And I get people ask me about it all the time, so it's like, why not? I'm just gonna put it out there finally. So Anthony, get prepared. We're gonna be in a rash guards or t-shirts or something. Yeah, I'm sorry, throwing you. All right, and um, we can put that on our channel, yeah. or I just put on my own stuff. I mean, I I'm interested in no gi techniques, so we should do some training together. Um, I mean, we're not going to be able to host a class because I think, I think in order to, to take no gi judo to the next level, you have to host classes and do randori yes. and stuff in that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, actually, you should talk. Speaking of five ten judo from earlier, uh, Jonah, they they have no gi judo classes, so maybe yeah, you can yeah, talk. You, if you're interested, if you're interested, you can maybe talk to them about that. Maybe we can do a road trip up and and go train there, mm -hmm. um, for a week or something. Actually. This guy's always want to take a week off work all the time, Anthony. I I'm got to all, work, all right. <laughs> I, I don't have. I didn't. I, I was going to say. I had to make movie magic, all right. Okay. I I should have not taken this week off and take next week off. That's why I should have done. Then I I don't think they're open. Maybe they are. Maybe I'll take a road trip up to San uh, 
to <laughs> to the Bay Area and visit. It's yeah, a good time, actually. He's just trying to get away from his wife for the holidays. He doesn't want to spend years with his wife. <laughs> um, yeah, so we I think Noki is good. It's a there's a market there for it, and demand for it is increasing. Um, so but yeah, that's our next goal right there. Because we put up these yeah. videos, and if you're out there and you saw our egg video, it was not a hard boiled egg. It was a real egg. All right. And I'd nope. love to see your guys' video showing us how the egg lands on your mats. And Anthony still makes, needs to make the video of egg landing on his own mat at home. But we're going to do some no-gi videos out there. That's where our next yep. little judo science thing, probably. Yep. No-gi videos would be good. Um, that we're, we're starting to talk about our channel now instead of our personal goals. Well, but, my personal, my goal, our channel is my goal. You know, I have my own personal career and stuff yeah. being an actor, but I also have, I want to build up our channel so it becomes bigger more people can see it more people appreciate yeah. what we put out i'm not saying i like, don't appreciate but i do think we yeah. put out some interesting things that other people don't talk about we kind of we talk about judo things we talk about different judo things i think we're, we're not open-minded that's, that's why yeah members. that's why we start i wanted to start this podcast with you is because the things we talk about aren't most most of the stuff out there as i mentioned before in other episodes it's like Travis Stevens, Jimmy Pedro interview. Like it's all about super high level judo competitive judo, which is not realistic to most people, people who don't even compete. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then there's like super recreational judo. That's like Aikido, almost Aikido. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's super Aikido. -ish. I mean, Oh, that's, that's actually funny. Cause that's another thing I need to start working on is that I got my third Don last year, like uh, over a year ago, like my third mm -hmm. Don over a year ago. I need to start walking through my next kata set and they figure out which my next kata set's going to be. And I did start walking through it to figure it out. So I can at least yeah. demonstrate it and do yeah. it properly. So that's another goal for this year. <laughs> I mean, there, there aren't a lot of judo, uh, content creators out there and think about how many of them are like coaches or own a dojo or their main job is judo related basically mm -hmm. and almost all of them are i think i think i'm thinking about like shentaro he owns kokushi budokai and then um jimmy pedro that's his business travis stevens that's his job like yeah everyone <laughs> everyone's like a national team member like so I think it's important to have the perspective of someone who just wants to take judo seriously, but that's not their life. You know, like I have a, I'm a software engineer at work day job. I have a wife, I do other stuff. So, um, judo is just a big hobby of mine that I take seriously. Mm. So I think we have like, we have this niche market here, but, um, yeah, we just need to, like you said, do, do find out what helps grow the, grow the platform because you can only talk so much about judo you know <laughs> like <laughs> i can only teach taitoshi so many ways all right yeah. it's just that <laughs> i'm really surprised for the longest oh, that we're going to the channel again but um yeah i'll talk about it later but no, personally, no, now it was as bad unless you're gonna piss me off no no i'm really surprised like when we first the first like year the last year when we did this the most mm -hmm. popular episode in terms because if you look at purely at our youtube view counts they aren't that high but most of our uh, views and listens come from our our podcast audio podcast um but those numbers are doing really good so if you only look at our youtube views it's not that high which i understand because not everyone wants to sit there for like two hours or an hour and a half and watch watching us talk but people would listen to us in chunks in their car or on their commute so that makes more sense but our best episode for a long time was the 
interview we had with Philip Carson Safe the Leap because mm. he's like really well known, I guess, in Sweden. So when he talked about it, like everyone, we got like a huge number of subscribers from from that view, and that was the best, our best uh, episode for a long time. And then after that was when we did the. Um, the judo gi short videos, like the difference between the judo gis, that was like mm-hmm. our pretty high view count. Um, but now our all time best is actually the episode we did on beginners judo and judo um, teaching methods, ped- pedagogy. Mm-hmm. I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> yeah. So that is <laughs> our all try. <laughs> that is our all time best episode. And I did not expect that. And mm-hmm. I know, I know again, there's videos out there about, oh, as a beginner, you should learn this, blah, blah, blah. But it's always like, again, from high level coaches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that, what you're saying is not very realistic for most people. And that's not how I learned, at least that worked for mm-hmm. me. Cause I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not super athletic and like all that. Stuff. I don't have like eight hours to train or something, but mm-hmm. I actually do. But this, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really surprised that episode. Uh, was that high and part of the surprise is because we didn't get that many comments or feedback on it mm-hmm. but we got a lot of views from it so i i don't know <laughs> that's fine so is there anything else you want to talk about anthony or is that it no uh and what let's what do you think about this past year like how has your judo been this past year especially with covid like it's been hard right we, this is mm-hmm. past year's the year that we reopened yeah so my judo this past year, when we first got, like, I, I continued training the entire COVID time. Like, I didn't take mm-hmm. time off. Like, I would, like I said, I bought a, I bought a bike for my house. So I was mm-hmm. riding my bike all the time since so I wasn't going running. I started lifting more. I actually was doing a little bit more karate because it was easier to do karate in mm-hmm. my house than it was to do judo chikomi bands all the time. And I would do judo chikomi bands too, but I would just do a lot more karate. But when we first got back inside the dojo, like, I don't want to, I made this joke of like, man, either people have really improved or I really suck. Because certain people that I could throw easily or I wouldn't give me a hard time or trying to give me a little bit of a hard time. And I said that to somebody and they kind of took offense by it. Like, what do you mean? It's like, because you're, shouldn't be that hard for me to throw. Like I was working a lot harder to throw people than I normally would. And it's like, oh no, it's just pandemic. But it was weird like that. Cause you weren't used to, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. the throwing around people and moving people and stuff and doing the hard run Dory, especially with the mask. Cause remember we're in California. I have to be very safe with me. So I always wear a mask the entire time. I know some people would take their mask off or like try to take it off or have that half on half off thing. I keep it on the entire time. And that's why when I made some of my judo videos during the pandemic, I kept my mask on the entire time mm-hmm. it was a show. If I can work out for 45 minutes, an hour or longer wearing a mask, you can go to the store for 20 minutes wearing a mask. All right. Yep. So that was for me, it was showing that. I actually had someone ask me about that. And I told that to him. They got really upset when I said that to him. Like, what? I can't wear it. It's like, um, I just did a big throwing workout on this video that I showed you and whatever. But yeah, there was that weird, like getting back onto the mat and a little bit having a harder time throwing some people. But had my judo improved at all, you're saying? Or has it decreased? I'm not sure it decreased, but it definitely hasn't improved. Mm-hmm. But I have had to add some old tricks or things that I haven't done in a long time that I was watching like a YouTube, like there was one Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Pedro thing on one of the um, uh, American Judo System videos where they're teaching an overhook and grabbing a gi. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I haven't done that in years. But I used to do that yeah. when I first started Judo because it was a wrestling technique I brought into Judo with me. 
And I used to always do Tanya Toshi with it. And I would sometimes do Ogoshi. And they showed it with Uchimata and Harai. And I was like, ah, shit, I totally forgot that technique. <laughs> so I was working on that for a while. But it's just, it's just different, you know? Getting used yeah. to wearing a mask and practicing. Yeah, for me, it's the same. Like you, yeah. Do you feel like the, you improved or deproved or unproved? What What do you think you did? So the past year for me has been mostly been rehab is how I would summarize it. My knee, like mm-hmm. I've been taking my rehab seriously for my knee and it's actually pay, starting to pay dividends now. I'm starting to feel normal um, mm-hmm. from my surgery, basically. But what you said about the mass is true. Like we had to adjust and it actually forced me to be more efficient with my strength usage i thought i was efficient before but after the mask has actually been more even more efficient right um before the pandemic my favorite throw because of my knee injury was sasai and osoto mm-hmm. like that two combination one two combination and i've noticed that i started stopped working on uh I guess it's because I've been fighting more black and brown belts. Like it start, stopped working on them in Rondori. Mm-hmm. So I've been like doing a lot of Tai Otoshis. Like I, the first time I actually threw Mustafa, if you know Mustafa, he's like this guy who was in our Egyptian national team. The first time I, th- well, probably the first and only time I threw him was with a Tai Otoshi. <laughs> yeah. And then you regretted it immediately afterwards. So then he just went 110% yeah. and threw you through a wall. <laughs> but ap- after that, I started doing that more in different entry angles and I was landing it like left and right. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my Takuya Waza now. And I always thought that that was my, um, I do it the classical way in my head. But if you look at my Instagram mm-hmm. post, it actually looks a lot like Philippe's the one that Philippe does. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really su- trained and do all the time. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that it looked like that. Um, but I'm still, still trying to work on my Uchimata. It's my favorite throw, but I haven't really gotten much success. Well, in the way that I want to do it, not the outside mm. style. So um, I've been spending a lot. I was telling you the other day, I'm spending a lot of time on Uchimata in terms of researching and asking people. Like when I went to Japan, I asked a bunch of senseis there. And then, People at our dojo, I asked them about it. People at uh, the Kodokan that I see do Uchimata, I asked them about it. Um, mm-hmm. And recently, I just bought the, you know, the Judo Masterclass series, the books yeah, yeah. that we, yeah. So I bought the Uchimata book mm. and I was, I've been reading through it and I'm like, huh, I actually, throughout all my research, I've actually known all these things that he's talking about and all these, all these things. And just like me, he considers the Uchimata that I don't I refuse to do because it's effective to be ugly. He was like, yeah, everyone thinks this Uchimata is <laughs> ugly. So yeah, it's just, it's just the book is kind of reconfirming things that I kind of uh, came to a conclusion myself through mm-hmm. all these years of practicing. And I'm like, oh, I'm right. This guy says it's right. So it has I have to be right. So <laughs> it just has, I just re- have to practice get more. Get to reaffirm yeah. it. Yes, I knew it. Cause sometimes you wonder yourself, right? It's like, okay, I notice these things and I think this is the reason why it's like this and I should do this to, to fix it. But then you kind of question yourself. That's why I go around asking different people. And then when certain things, like I, I've told you this too, when I ask people certain things, their way of doing the footwork might not make sense to me, but their hand movement makes total sense to me. So that I will take that, that piece of information and add it with something else I learned from someone else. And when I piece it all together, it's essentially what this book is saying is uh, mm-hmm. how you should do the Uchimata. So, yeah, that's that's my overall past year has been rehab, 
Tatoshi Uchimata. That's, that's the sum, <laughs> three, three word summary. And some weird Niwaza stuff that you saw online that you want to show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically had to reassess my judo since I got my shodan. I, I'm like, okay, I'm my shodan now. I need to really up my game. I can't, I can't just go around doing whatever the hell I feel like, like before and find, mm-hmm. I, I got to start deciding what my bread and butter is and start focusing just on those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's okay. my, my other resolution. Just uh, in prep for competition, I would have mm-hmm. to start sharpening those skills and these select judo throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll always have Sasai and Osoto in, the, in my back pocket, but it, it never felt natural to me. I don't know if that makes sense. It felt like I was forced to do those because of my knee injury. Okay. So it always, it always yeah. feels like if you watch anime, it feels like you you had those like weights tied to your, your, your shin, you know? <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was like um, one time when I dislocated my, um, it was one of my bad dislocations I had on my right hand, was it? Or was it my left? I think it was my left hand. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't pull with my left side, like for a lot of throws and stuff. So I had to do everything with my right hand pulling instead. So pretty much left all left-sided throws. That's why I became more ambidextrous one time. Cause I had a really bad dislocation. Like I, it popped out, popped back into place. I thought it was Ooh. okay. And I took off the splint and then it popped back out again. Like, ah, no, popped back <laughs> in again. And then I overcorrected it. So they got really stiff for a long time. Yeah. So that's what happens when you get injuries. Like that's yep. why uh, Ronda Rousey became so good at arm bars. Cause when she, was it she messed up her shoulder or her arm? Her mom just made her do arm bars instead. I think like that? I think it was when she fought um Edith, the match where she complained about the she complained about something about that match where she lost. And that she come she said that she dislocated her shoulder there. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's which is against yeah. the rules. So and all she could do after that was just do arm bars. That's why she became really good at it. So if yeah. you ever hurt a side, trust me, you're going to get really good on the opposite side. If you, tr- if you hurt her knee, you're going to really get really good with your arms. If you hurt your yeah. arms, you're going to get really good with your legs. It's just just how it is in judo. Yep. So. Yeah, no, another, thing we, another thing we didn't talk about is the beginner's what? class that we started. So. Uh, you want to yeah, talk that, about that? Well, just briefly, I'm just, I just want to say that it changed the way I approached the teaching. So. Mm-hmm. Cause different people are of different, some people are naturals and some aren't, but um, yeah. I've noticed some of the things that I used to teach people who can me aren't commonly taught by other people. So maybe we can do a video on that. And then Philip can get upset at me for the way I teach it. So <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the whole video, he'll just yeah. watch like two seconds, like, Oh, I hate it. Blah, 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 blah. No, there's, there's this, there's this exercise. I, you probably see me do on the side. Like I've shown people on why relaxing and breathing, not holding your breath during a is important. And people, mm-hmm. when I have them do that exercise, they could they really understand it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we can do that. No, we could. No, I'm happy with our beginners class. I'm glad that we started it. I think we're teaching people proper judo. We're not just throwing them to the wolves like we used to mm-hmm. because the, our old system of, um, so we'd get a new person and we'd get like a brown belt or a black belt's not busy to go teach them ukemis. So mm-hmm. they would learn okay ukemis. But after a week or two weeks of working Ippon Sonagi and Osotogari, mm-hmm. after that, it's like, okay, you've been here for two weeks, be in the regular class. And it's getting tossed by people and like, oh, okay, you've been here for two weeks, do some Rondori and just get destroyed by people. And then be like, oh, why'd they leave? Why didn't they yeah. stay? <laughs> but yeah. now we actually have a real set beginners class. Our friend Eric Mendez teaches a one day, one, teaches once a week. 
I teach one day a week. He teaches on Tuesdays. I teach on Saturdays. So if you're in the LA area, you're a beginner. You want to come to Saturday class? That's my class. You want to come to a weekday class? That's Eric's class. Mm-hmm. And right now, because of how slow it is, we're allowing some of our white belts. I think we're allowing all our white belts to come to our yeah. Friday class, yep. our Friday regular class, because it's supposed to be just technique. So, yeah. But we're trying to ease people into it, not just toss them to the wolves like we used to. So I really like the system we developed and we're going to develop it even more. Since Fleet wants to create a new yeah. um, a new system of the belt ranks that we have and what they should learn, what he feels that they should learn. The Philippe American learning. judo system. Yeah, it'd be the Swedish, <laughs> Swedish uh, American Swedish judo Itali- system. <laughs> it'd be the Swedish Italian American California system. <laughs> Dash Los Angeles, Hollywood. <laughs> Pending trademark. <laughs> oh, speaking of trademarks, did you ever get us our Twitch channel? Like yeah, I, I, did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Thank God yeah. someone didn't steal it from us. So what, why don't we talk about that? We're going to have a Jimmy Pedro on us. <laughs> so we kind of already touched upon this past year for our podcast. So let's just like add, add a bit more. We already talked a lot about it, but I'm really happy with the growth that we had. It's not like, oh my God, we got like 500 or 1,000 views, which has happened to I other... Wish. No, I've seen some other channels do it, but I really... Let's just say they post questionable content that I don't don't agree with. <laughs> I'm not going to name which channels, but um, I think I, I don't. I would, at least I think we try to talk about stuff that we we know about, or we make disclaimers saying, "Hey, this is just my opinion. I'm not 100 percent sure is right, but this is what I think." Like, mm-hmm. or we from time to time we interview people that prove proves what we know is wrong. For example. We just talked about how oh they didn't charge money at that that submission grappling tournament, so we got mm-hmm. corrected there. But um, we originally we thought it was for money, right? Yeah. And if we if I could, I would category. Yeah. If I wasn't getting married that week weekend, I would have went to the tournament. And you know, like <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't getting married this weekend, I would have gone to a judo tournament. I would have right confirmed. I would have confirmed it for myself. So I I kind of like really like the content we're putting out. Um. I think some of the other stuff put, people put out there is just kind of like, this is how my sensei always taught me, or this is how it was taught to me, or I, I YouTubed mm-hmm. it and this is how I do it. And it's like either dangerous or just wrong, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm trying to think of examples of some myths in judo. Yeah. I don't want to piss people off. So whatever, basically <laughs> we try to maintain neutrality. We do have some controversial views that we don't share on here too about judo um i think the only one i publicly do share is that i don't want to give money to any of the three organizations mm-hmm. but um yeah uh that's just kind of sharing the life of how we we as like serious hobbyists that compete mm-hmm. look at judo and train i guess <laughs> yeah. but back to the thing at hand is that we got a twitch channel um, we tried dem- another dojo, tried demonstrating when we had the judo tournament at our dojo, mm-hmm. the crosstown tournament. We tried streaming on Twitch, and I mm-hmm. guess the it worked for a little while, but it got too choppy, so they decided to pull it down. Anthony yep. wants to look at how to fix our stream, how to fix our internet at the if it's fixable. It's not, it's if a people, it's, it's not a technical problem, it's a people problem. Let's just say, say it yeah. back because we have to like talk to the community center, and you know, yeah, they're run by old people, old people aren't very technically advance yeah. and then you'd have they to convince them to let you they're not streaming have, like us okay it's like as yeah. long as i can check my email and read my blog that's all they care about you know but mm-hmm. anthony has a garage and he has good internet at his house so what we're thinking about possibly in the future 
either either doing a judo maybe video of like we do a mm-hmm. workout or maybe a live stream of us teaching nogi or our favorite techniques sometime on twitch and maybe maybe a twitch thing maybe it could be an instagram mm-hmm. thing could be a youtube thing we're just trying to figure out what we want to do and what we want to do it on anthony loves twitch so we're probably going to do it on twitch first i don't okay i don't love twitch as a company but i just recognize <laughs> it as a, as a platform to grow yes so all right so that's something that's in the future you might look forward to. We might do like our own little fun one hour clinic or something. Yeah. For our clinic. Not how long we teach. We might have some of our, our own friends on there also. I might get Raul, maybe come over and teach some yeah. nogi. Not nogi, but teach some catch wrestling stuff maybe. Or have a friend of ours that does sambo come do some sambo things and relate it to judo because it's all grappling, you know? It's all grappling. We all work at this together. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. hopefully there's some- something to come in the future. Some of the stuff we talked about doing in the future is if tournaments start happening again here, we're going to like start like obviously get permission by interviewing people like rec- live streaming from there. So um, that would require a whole nother setup. So yeah, if, if there is, let me know if there's an interest in it. Cause I'm, I personally have to throw money at our pocket to make it happen. Um, but for example, live streaming at a, at a place that doesn't have a uh, good internet, I would have to pay a monthly fee to get um, oh, one hot, of those L- hotspots. Hot, the hot spots. So yeah. let me know if that's in- interesting to you. I'd have to actually get all the equipment for it. And well, I'm not going to, if you watch streamers, they go overboard and have all these crazy setup. But no, I'm just going to get very fundamentals equipment at first. And then as you if- see, we're very simple setup guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, for example, we started off with like, crappy mics and then now we got a pop filter because we had more viewers i got a mic arm because we had more viewers and if it if we have more interest in that live streaming stuff i would um start doing that more but it's like who's interest i i can't think of people who live in europe would want to look at american competitions if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, no. so, they would see our dinky competitions at our high school gym <laughs> that we find i'd be like what is this is, is this real judo like is this, this is, is this a local is this a local club tournament like yes. in-house this tournament? is the real american <laughs> judo system right here see <laughs> but that's that's one i'm afraid of but i'm sure other people would be interested and it, i mean it's i listen to most of travis stevens jimmy pedro ron rest all their interviews and honestly all of them are the same after a certain point i want to listen to that guy who's a lawyer that competed on the weekend what his training which means like how he balances judo with his life and mm-hmm. any injuries he had and how it's affected him. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. Like mm-hmm. I'm never, ever going to be like Jimmy Pedro. It's too late for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, it's, it's never too late. It's not too late. No. <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm curious in and want to share with everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something one of the ideas we had. Uh, I know we talked about doing more where I said instructional videos. Cause like when we did the legal te- uh, legal technique series, we had a lot of positive feedback on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so many illegal techniques, so maybe we can go over dangerous stuff. That's not illegal that you shouldn't do. And there's also some illegal stuff. That's not as obvious that maybe we can start talking about like, like on Friday, was it Friday? No, Wednesday. Last Wednesday, you remember the guy, the Sambo guy came and was doing the turnover arm bar and he said, you can't yeah. do that. So yeah, yeah. like shoulder, some very, some less obvious stuff that we, we can say you shouldn't do because A is either illegal or B, it's a gray area. So depending on the ref, you might not get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you just shouldn't do it in Rondor because it's dangerous. 
So maybe we can do a series on that. Um, yeah, but we still have some more egg videos coming up. So <laughs> <There's> <laughs> we'll a, first. at least one or two more egg videos, maybe yeah. two. We'll, we're going to do, I might do some more egg experience, but let's show how great judo mats are. Or we're first going to do yep. Anthony at his house and he gets off his lazy butt, rolls out his rollout mats and drops some eggs. Hey, I, I was driving around looking for COVID tests, but after this session, after this recording session, I'm actually going to go in a garage and record it before I run <laughs> out right, of eggs right. and to go out to buy more. But um, there's that. And we also talked about like Ukemi, vid- like Ukemi videos, like mm-hmm. actual less, like I said, there's some stuff that I teach that most people on YouTube don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Most people focus on the, the hands, where your feet is, how to do the roll, tuck your chin. There's plenty of stuff out there already. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's, there's some minor details that I think is at more advanced level of Ukemi that you mm-hmm. find in books that they don't really teach people. And the reason they don't teach is because on the mats, it doesn't really matter. But when you get thrown on concrete, it matters. And as you, oh, we're going to do that, we're going to do that judo experiment video. We're going to do a four Ukemi on concrete. You still want to do that? That's what I'm, pr- I'm still practicing for that. So that <laughs> the reason why I, I found all these information about advanced Ukemi techniques is because uh-huh. I'm like prepping for that. And there are certain things about your ankle position and your knee position that you have to be careful of when you do that. Okay. And this is I, I, all to come next year. Yeah. People. All to come. One, one example is, um, you know how we always tell beginners, you have to slap them at hard. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that on concrete. <laughs> Let's just, I've done I've it on concrete. It. I've tried I've it before. I almost broke my hand basically. Um, you slept too hard. Yeah. I slapped too hard. You don't, you don't want to slap as hard as you can on concrete. So there's, there's things like that, but um, yeah, so we can do series on that. Uh, if you have any, if people have any other suggestions, we're open to it. Uh, we talked about doing some Rondori videos, like just me and you. I know mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like taboo to record dojo practice sessions, especially after a conversation I had with someone from Sawtell about um, a certain video that was uploaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I understand why they don't allow it. And there's a good reason. But uh, I think between just me and you or our friends um, after class, I think that'll be fine. So mm-hmm. we can do some of that. All right. All to come next year. You guys, a lot of stuff we want to come out. A lot of content we want to show to you guys. A lot of stuff we hope that will help you out and just, you know, make you a better judo player. That's all we want. Make people better judo players. Not just better judo player, but like, again, one is one is about competing. I'm more about recreational. So <laughs> for me, it's more about being safe and um, extending your life as a judoka and having fun. That's the most important thing. Like, there's no point in doing doing something you don't have fun with, right? So you don't have fun winning. Everyone has fun winning. <laughs> yeah, hell, sometimes I have. I fun don't know, losing man. Sometimes when I sometimes get thrown, when I'm losing, I have some more fun. I may have when more fun I, yeah. when I'm losing than when I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, when I get thrown by a beautiful technique, I I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. But when I get like wrestled wrestled to the floor, like I'm just like, okay, that's not very impressive. So. Like, uh, all right, so let's start. Let's just wrap things up because now Anthony's just rambling about what he wants to do this entire year. And I hope, I hope we can get all this stuff yeah. out there. Okay, we hope, but we'll see. All right, so everybody, please be safe out there. Please have a happy, safe New Year's. Don't drink and drive. Use an Uber, use a Lyft if you can. Have a friend drive you can. Okay, be safe, wear a mask. I know it sucks, but I just want people to be safe out there. So, Anthony, is there anything else you want to say goodbye to? Yeah, happy New Year. Thanks for all the support everyone has been giving us and the views and um, telling people about our podcast. And I hope 
everyone's learned something out of it or find it entertaining. Um, we're only, we're, we're still doing it on this third upcoming third year because we have people watching. And um, I know when I first started the podcast, I'm rambling again. But when I first started podcast, I was always like, who the hell wants to listen to me talk about judo? You know, like a lot of, but I got, yeah, a lot of people told me like, Hey, you have a lot of interesting views and you, you do a lot of research on books and I don't hear a lot of stuff you say that other people say. So you'd be, I would be interested. So I'm glad I did it versus like listening to my doubts in my head and just being like, nobody cares about some <laughs> random guy that in a corner. trains recreationally. Oh, thoughts in my head. Yeah. Thoughts in my head. Yeah. So thank you. Stay safe. All right. Happy New Year's. Please like, share, subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at the Tommy Talk. You can follow us on YouTube at the Tommy Talk. If you have any questions, things you want us to talk about, things you want us to look over, you can send us that to TommyTalk at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the Jerry underscore one. You can follow Anthony at Anthony Throws on Instagram. So Anthony, you ready to say it? Yeah. Don't don't forget to slap the mat. All right. See you guys next year. Yeah. <laughs>